Welcome to episode 24 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark sat down with Joyce Trotman-Jordan and Surya Balaga, board members of Not In Our Town Princeton, a multiracial, multi-faith group of individuals who stand together for racial justice and inclusive communities. Joyce and Surya discuss their current events, including a series of continuing conversations on race and white privilege, as well as Not In Our Town Princeton's Unity Awards, recognizing students for their efforts to advance racial justice, equity, literacy, and address white supremacy in the Princeton schools and beyond. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guests, Joyce Trotman-Jordan and Surya Balaga, for episode 24 of the Princeton Podcast. So today we're joined by representatives from Not In Our Town, Princeton. So thank you very much for both, both of you being here. So why don't, we, why don't we start with, I think, an important question. What is Not In Our Town, Princeton? Uh, Soria or Joyce, I'm not sure who's going to go first. Soria, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, so the way I describe not in our town, Princeton, we have a mission statement, which you can look it up on our website. We'll talk about that a bit more later. But the way I describe us is that we're a racially diverse group of advocates who are really passionate about uprooting white supremacy, particularly in the greater Princeton area. So we have, like, most of our board members are... Um, Princetonian, and then we have a couple from like Trenton and things like that. But we really just focused on grassroots local activism to combat white supremacy. Thank you, Joyce. Excellent, Surya. I look at Not In Our Town as a group of individuals who stand together for racial and social justice in the area of Princeton. It's it's multiracial and multi-faith. And when we talk about the history of Not In Our Town, you'll see why it started out that way. Okay. Thank you. So when was Not In Our Town uh, formed? All right. I'll take that one. Okay. (laughs) Not In Our Town was formed between 1998 and 1999. So the congregations, the main congregations in town involved were um, Universal, uh, UU. UUCP, Universal... Um, Unitarian, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Church Witherspoon and Nassau Presbyterian Church. And um, they also, they were the foundation and the, the congregants at all three of the churches were concerned about the injustices that they were beginning, that they were probably just beginning to notice in Princeton. And so they got together and they decided to invite other congregations in. And they also named the group Not In Our Town after the incident that happened in um, Billings, Montana, uh, incidences of bias uh, against, against the Jewish community. So that's where it came from. So they started, you know, that way. And it's been, oh my God, the work that, that Not In Our Town has done from the 90s until today, it's, it's incredible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if each of you could tell us, how did you, each of you get involved in the group? Surya, you go first. Okay. Um, so when I began like working 
in racial justice work and in general, like social justice work to combat implicit bias and create more restorative justice practices at Princeton Public Schools. A lot of the youth activists that I was working with, like a lot of them were involved in Not In Our Town or they'd had, they had received unity awards from Not In Our Town. And, and there was another thing where we have a June continuing conversations, which is one of our programs that we do every month, where students present their racial literacy transfer products, which is kind of like their final project of the semester. And a lot of these activists that I was working with were presenting at Nonner Town, getting awards from Nonner Town, working with Nonner Town. And it became clear to me that this organization is really central to the racial justice work in Princeton, and I knew I wanted to take part. So sort of my timeline has been that I became in, involved in Nonner Town Princeton as a youth advisor in January of 2021. And then I've been a board member since May of this year. 2022. Great. Joyce? And Surya is an excellent asset to our board. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. My story's a little different. So I retired from the uh, West Windsor Plainsboro School District in 2014. And I just happened to be looking through the Trenton Times one day and noticed that there was going to be a meeting at the Princeton Library sponsored by Not In Our Town, Princeton. And the topic was white privilege. Oh, did that catch my eye? Princeton? Princeton talking about white privilege? I will attend that meeting. So up in the library in a small room with a very large table sat a group of individuals that I had no idea who they were. And I was astonished astonished that people were willing to have open dialogue about the topic of white privilege. I, I can't begin. And that's the beginning of my journey here. Well, prior to that, my family um, came here, but that was that's a whole nother story. I will share this with you because I am a senior now. I used, when my parents were here and my aunt was here, I would have to go uptown to my African-American community members in Princeton, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So my auntie lived down on John Street, and she would send me uptown on Nassau Street to go to the store to pick up something. And as a, a young child, I could not figure out why I was so uncomfortable. I felt so invisible and scared and the feelings of, I guess, unconscious bias or racism was so prevalent during the 50s and 60s. I could actually remember having breathing a sigh of relief once I would hit Witherspoon Street and turn down on either John or Lytle or Lee at Birch Avenue. I had a brother that lived there. So it was amazing, and I had no idea why I had those feelings. So they were tucked deep in my heart or in my memory. And when I saw Princeton was going to have this conversation about white privilege, I was coming from that mindset. But I was able to 
move beyond that. And I didn't stay in that place, but I could open my heart and begin to hear that people were really, really trying to struggle with this concept of racism and white privilege. And let's have an honest dialogue about it. Great. Thanks for sharing, both of you. Joyce, can you talk a little bit about the continuing conversation series? Where, you know, where are those? When are those? Those are usually the first Monday of every month. Okay, so I have to measure everything pre and post COVID now. My God. Pre COVID, we would meet in person at the library. Magnificent opportunity for people to actually get together and have conversations. We would, we would pick our, our topics. Um, for the year during one of our um, one of our meetings, one of our committee meetings, and then we would find a speaker to address the topics that we had selected, and we can go more into that later on. Um, once we did that, and we would have a presenter, and then we'd break out into small group um, discussions. So that's the first Monday of every month. Um, this year, we will be meeting on Tuesday. The 5th, 6th of September, the day after Labor Day. So that's the, usually the only time that um, it's not on a Monday is if it's a holiday. But the topics are all pre-planned. And we'll, uh, we have, the good thing about Princeton is that we have lots and lots of resources. So we use the library. We use the university. We use whoever we can to make the connections to find the speakers to fit the topic. Online, it was pretty easy because we had people from all over the country. Now that hopefully, eventually, whenever we can, we'll go back into person and in-person sessions and we'll figure out how we're going to manage that. But I look forward to all the people. I've made so many good friends here. It's much better when you're actually able to meet Oh, God, yes. Yeah. those meetings are... Still in the community room at the library. Yes, they're at the community room at the library, and they usually start at 7, but then we have to kind of be out between 8.30 so that they can clean up the library and get ready for the next day. Um, all right, Joyce, another one for you. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe Not In Our Town hosts other events to help with their mission. Are there events coming up in the near future? You know what? Can I just say I strongly suggest everyone go to N-I-O-T, Princeton.org. Our website is chocked full of events that will be taking place and information and resources. Surya, what do you think? Um, well, not a, not all of the, I just want to give a disclaimer, not all of those events are ours. Right. Sometimes people think that all those events that are on our website are actually ours. And then it's like, no, give credit to other people. Um, but yeah, we do, we do all sorts of events in addition to continuing the conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, we also meet maybe every six weeks, eight weeks with our superintendent, Dr. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So we have an education committee that also meets. So we do other things. Um, we also attend like the civil rights um, meetings, um, commission, right. Um, we attend, you know, like town council, um, school board. So, yeah. So you're plugged in. You're We're listening. Plugged into the town. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. Um, all right. So for events where you do have guest speakers, I mean, how do you go about identifying those potential speakers? 
As I said earlier, we have a lot of resources. The library is wonderful with recommendations as well as uh, the university. So we we can pull from there. We have relationships with, um, you know, like definitely like the African-American Studies Department. And whatever our topic is for um, that particular month, we can usually find someone in town that has a connection. So a lot of it is kind of like word of mouth, or we'll do some research on, on people who are familiar with whatever our topic is for that particular month. Yeah, you are blessed to be in this area where oh, there are yes. so many... <laughs> People, so many experts and so yeah. many people knowledgeable on so many different topics. Exactly. So that's definitely a plus. So we, we do use, you know, all of our resources here. I can remember um, we even did a, a collaboration with Hun School and we had a speaker come in, I believe, from California. Oh, wow. I know. And we did a training and a workings with, the, with him at Hun. So it was... It was pretty good, yeah. Um, so, you know, I recently attended, I'm not sure how recent, it was a couple months ago now, by now it's gotta be, um, the Unity Award Ceremony. Can you explain what this is, how the awardees are selected, what's what's behind the curtain there? Would you, okay. go ahead, sir, yeah. So, Unity Awards is this sort of long-standing tradition that Not In Our Town has had, where we're honoring members of the community, particularly students who are committed to racial justice work and create making our town more inclusive in general. So I would, I guess how awardees are selected, we have a Unity Awards Committee and they do amazing work. One of our board members, Wilma Solomon, um, does so much work for that um, to prepare for the ceremony, I know. And so, the, the way awardees are selected is you, you just, it's grassroots, you know, you're looking, you're looking into the schools and there have to be certain recommendations, right? So, so the more people know about Unity Awards, which this podcast will hopefully help with, the more people know about Unity Awards, the more people, the more like particularly adults in the community will nominate students and the more students will get recognized for the amazing work that they do. So definitely, if you know a student who is passionate about this work, you can definitely get in touch with us, and they might be able to get involved with us during the year, too. Oftentimes, um, Wilma Solomon, God bless her, <laughs> for real, and really, <laughs> will um, contact the schools and ask counselors and administrators and or teachers to recommend because they can see the students in their work in schools. And like Surya said, even adults in the community, if you see or know of someone who's doing inclusive work, social justice work, anything involving helping and supporting other people, other members of our community, then definitely, you know, like Surya said, have them get in touch with us and um, we can, you know, share their name and you know, we can go from there, but we do get, we do ask for um, input from the schools, all of our schools here in town. Right. Okay. So I, I was just going to say, all, so when you say all the schools, it doesn't have to be just the public schools. It's Absolutely the other not. schools also. Right. All the schools. The yeah. Just have to be in Princeton. Yeah. Just have yeah. to be in Princeton. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure we made that real clear to everybody listening. Because I don't want to, you know, you don't want to leave any potential candidates no, for awards absolutely out. Absolutely not. So, yeah. Um, okay. So... I know you kind of mentioned the website already, but I was wondering how else can I stay informed about 
the work that that Not in Our Town does. I mean, is there? Yeah. So our like commu- one of our communications people, Shelly Krauss, she actually wanted me to mention that if you look at our website, um, nitotprinceton.org/resources, we have all sorts of resources compiled. I don't think there really are resources, but you can find information about all sorts of topics through that particular page. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Shelly. We have got that covered. Mm-hmm. And in addition, you can subscribe to our mailing list, which you can also do through our website. And another thing, just a shout out to the Princeton Public Library, you can subscribe to their mailing list because we often partner with them on events. So if you see an event in collaboration with us, then you can, through that newsletter, sometimes that happens to me before I get a notification from the Not Town newsletters. So that's just a, another way to get involved. Mm-hmm. And also we take donations. <laughs> <laughs> We're also, yes, uh, 501c3. And so we'll take donations. And um, there's a donation button that you can just hit on our website um, to, to make a monetary donation. And um, involve yourself with, um, as Soria was saying, look at the resources. Definitely like reading lists. Uh, I didn't bring any of my books with me. But we also have, um, we have recommendations for books. We, I can again remember having read Debbie Irving's book, Waking Up White. And we had an actual, we had like a, a you know, a small a book club. So we'd also have topics about around that and meet not, not only with continuing conversations, but also with book clubs. And that's something that, you know, people can begin to do on their own, too. So look at the resources. Um, the website is just incredible. And that's probably the easiest way to stay in touch. And definitely um, when we have our continuing conversations, even online, participate there and or you know, hopefully at some point in person too. So getting back to the fact that you're a, you know, a nonprofit. So do you have a board and how big is the board or how do people, I can if talk you're interested that. in the Go board, ahead. you know, just more about yeah. that. Um, yeah, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We do have a board of trustees. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say how many people like. Ooh, I know. I was thinking about that. Maybe like. 15 or something. I think. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we kind of run differently than a lot of other nonprofits. So we don't have one like executive director that in the way that many nonprofits do because of our shared values of equity and democracy. We instead use a shared leadership model. Um, So one example of this is that the shared leadership committee will like have like one separate sort of executive meeting, but it's not like there's one overarching individual making large decisions for the organization. And it also means that a few of our board members who are on the shared leadership committee, they actually take turns chairing board meetings and there are multiple people who have the opportunity to lead. Mm -hmm. So being able to um, facilitate our shared leadership um, meetings as well as our board meetings. So that's the way we structure it. So, for example, I'm on the um, continuing conversations um, committee committee and education. And like last month or when we had our last shared leadership meeting, I was able to facilitate that meeting. So if I facilitate the shared leadership and 
then I'll do our board meeting, you know, the following Monday. But it's an opportunity, as Surya was saying, to, to spread out the equity. Um, so somebody else like Shelly or Wilma or someone else, Linda, will... Um, you know, Linda takes the notes, though. <laughs> she won't, she so, won't do the somebody always check. has to do that. Somebody has to do all the notes, so she'll do the notes. But, um, or Caroline. <laughs> but somebody else will, will have an opportunity to facilitate um, the meeting so that we can kind of spread it around. So I kind of like that. You know, initially I was kind of confused, but I, I really like that model of um, committee work. Well, it gives everybody a chance to be very, very involved. It does. It gives yeah. everyone a chance to be very involved and um, just to just spread the um, the workload. Yeah. 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 So I like that. Yeah. It also means if one person's missing, oh, that's okay. Because it's like in many organizations, you know, a key person, so to speak, they don't show up and everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. What's what going to happen? Yeah. Right. And I would, I would say that if there's one person where... If, if they're not there, the whole thing falls apart. Then that's not really democratic. That's more of like a dictatorship almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so let me, let me just uh, beat the drum a little bit more on okay. how do I support not in our town? No, I, I actually know the answer to that, but I'm asking you guys because I want everybody listening to us to I make sure that they understand. I have another idea of what we can say to that. So, okay. Um, one thing you can do is you can join our Truth and Transformation initiative, which is um, an initiative where members work with community partners to acknowledge the truth that white supremacy is present locally, and then we work to transform our community and its institutions to become more equitable. And a current effort, which our mayor here knows about, is that the group is currently working on getting council to pass a resolution in support of this one bill that would require New Jersey to form a task force to study reparations for African-Americans and how that would look in our state. So we're looking for Princeton to join many other municipalities to put pressure on the state to commit to reparations and to prioritize equity in this, in this manner. Right, and, and on that, I think actually uh, County Commissioner Sam Frisbee, I think we'll be reaching out to the council so he can be part awesome. of the uh, presentation on Very that, good. to you know, help explain to the council everything involved in that Fantastic. and ask for our support. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I just thought I'd throw a plug in there for, for Sam, who's always very active and, <laughs> very. and helpful. Oh, yeah. 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 Very. And another thing you can do is you can attend um, continuing conversations, Unity Awards, and other non town events. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely truth and transformation. Um, it's an opportunity for us to like look at ourselves to begin with um, through our readings and through our studying um, and our conversations. I because race and racism and white supremacy are so intertwined in our entire nation, and it, it's really like almost unraveling, you know, a quilt. So in one part, we really have to begin to look at ourselves. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. Um, they say, well, I live in this wonderful community of Princeton and it's liberal and what are the problems? But then if you stop and think, we do have problems here. There's, some, there's a lot of inequity and we've got to figure out why. You know, what happened? Yeah, and I would encourage people to not be intimidated to actually come to your 
to come to the, to, to the, the you know the, the Monday evening sessions because you know I've been to it just well I haven't been in a while because I have a conflict on Monday nights now mm-hmm. but but I had been to a number of them and you know people might think gee this is gonna be really uncomfortable and everything I don't think it's uncomfortable it's really I think not. it's just if you're okay having an open honest discussion with people on any topic then you're gonna fit right in I mean and there's so rarely a conflict like whenever like all of our facilitators for breakout rooms for example do such a great job and you know if somebody is having a hard time validating that person's emotions and things like that instead of you know accusing them of like anything it's it's just it's a really great environment and ever since I've been in our town I felt so welcome and I'm sure anybody who attends our continuing conversations will feel the same and if they don't we'd certainly like their feedback right safety Absolutely. I mean we have a community agreements and we really stress that and I we don't want anyone to feel unwelcomed and not safe no matter what your views are we try to honor them all and so safety is really important for us and we encourage people to come and really speak from their hearts and speak from their own experiences because we all have them right yeah. and and if we listen to other people's experiences and can actually say oh wait a minute maybe I should look at my world a little differently exactly. so what I experience is different than what each of you experience but if we talk enough to each other mm-hmm. then I can hopefully understand what your experiences are you can understand what mine are and it just makes the whole dialogue and talking to each other that much easier yeah amen right which is <laughs> which it, I, yeah I mean you know which is what you're all about exactly yes. yeah. you know exactly yeah yeah all right so anyway as we start to wind down here are there were there other questions I should have asked you that I haven't, or were there other great points you were hoping to, to make today that I didn't give you an opportunity to yet? I know I went through my list of prepared questions. But. Thank you. I know, you know, I'm thinking about our, our new website. It's really cool. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> They're doing such it, a great job. Oh, my God. They did. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, for finding um, a, new, a web designer and all that other um, technical stuff. But it's easy to read. It's clean. It's neat. It's fantastic. So I strongly recommend everyone to hit up niotprinceton.org and check us out. You know, it's worth a little journey. So we want people to hit the website and we want them to understand that the, uh, the next event is Tuesday, September 6th. Yes. At 7 p.m.? Yes, and that's going to be online, online with Dr. Natalie Edmonds. And it's about being a racial being. I think so. Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> and she's a fantastic presenter. Good. Something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much. I appreciate you being here and and sharing with us. Thank Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our 24th episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. For more information on this episode, visit our website, princetonpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.